Well, it's good to see everybody. I'm, I'm glad that we can be together tonight, and I'm thankful for those that are joining us online. And uh, I want to begin tonight by reminding us that knowing Jesus is the greatest thing. There's nothing that can compare to that. He satisfies, and, and He gives us what nothing in this world can, what nobody in this world can. So what a privilege and an honor and a joy it is to know the Lord. All I once held dear, built my life upon, all this world reveres, and wars to own. All I once thought gain, I have counted loss, spent and worthless now. Compared to this, listen to the words. Knowing you, Jesus, knowing you, there is no greater thing. You're my all, you're the best, you're my joy, my righteousness. And I love you, Lord. All my heart's desire is to know you more, to be found by you, and known as yours, to possess by faith what I could not earn. All surpassing gift of righteousness, knowing you, Jesus, knowing you, there is no greater thing. You're my all, you're the best. You're my joy, my righteousness, and I love you, Lord. Oh, to know the power of your risen life, and to know you in your sufferings, to become like you. In your death, my Lord, so with you to live and never die. Knowing you, Jesus, knowing you, there is no greater thing. You're my all, you're the best, you're my joy, my righteousness, and I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord. Well, how great it is. How wonderful it is to know the Lord. And when you compare what this world has to offer to what we have in Christ there, there really is no comparison and certainly 
knowing Jesus is the greatest. And the reason is because he's the greatest. Um, God sent the greatest to come and rescue us. And Jesus willingly came. And if we know him, then we're going to realize that there's nothing like walking with him and talking with him. And there's going to be joy. There'll be thanksgiving. And really, there'll be contentment. And that's what I want to focus on tonight is contentment. Uh, this is a passage of Scripture that I, I think about a lot. And we've, we've probably done this verse of Scripture on Wednesday nights more than, than any other. And, and I've also preached it um, on, on Sundays as well. But um, remember that the Apostle Paul was in prison when he wrote this. And he's talking about contentment. So um, look at what the Apostle Paul says here in, uh, in Philippians 4.11. Not that I speak in regard to need. For I have learned whatsoever state I am to be what? To be content. Whatever state I am. Now what does that mean? What, what is Paul saying when he says, you know, whatever state I am? Yeah, no, no matter what life throws at you, no matter, no matter what circumstance, Paul says that I have learned. And the key word is that he has learned. Something that he has learned. Um, it's, it's not something that, that you just get overnight. You know, now it could be the power of God is able to certainly do that, but most of the time, you know, contentment is something that we learn. And, you know, to look at this verse and to understand it and to help us, especially with context tonight, um, I, I want to begin by saying, first of all, that I long for contentment. I mean, I, I do. And I, I know that every one of you would agree with me. I just want to be content. I, I you know, I, I despise feeling anxious and worried and, and dreading something and having even a feeling of, of loneliness like I'm, like I, I'm dealing with this all by myself or, you know, where, where, why, why do I, or having a pity party, why is it that I seem to be the only one kind of thing? And, and that's what the, you know, that's what the sinful flesh will do. You know, it, it will lead us down the wrong path. And, and I despise that, feeling overwhelmed and, and even... When, it's, when it doesn't make sense or when difficulties arise. I, I just pray, dear God, the same power that raised Jesus from the dead will give me, will give us contentment because God is in control. And, um, you know, the, that, that's what things of this world will do for us. It will overwhelm us. It will suck the life out of us. It will make us miserable. Um, matter of fact, that's what religion will do for us too. You know, you look to the world, you look to religion, you know, doing things because you have to, checking off a list, that kind of stuff, it'll make you miserable. But a relationship, that's what's key, is relationship with Christ. And that's what gives us joy and hope and meaning and purpose. That's what gives us ultimately contentment, the same contentment that the Apostle Paul was talking about here in uh, Philippians chapter 4 and verse 11 that we're focusing on. Now, in the previous verses, again, context is so important. And to understand context, you got to see why Paul wrote what he did. And, of course, he's in prison. He's writing to the believers. And they had uh, sent him gifts. And, um, and so it was, a, it was a blessing to him. And, and so that's what Paul is saying is, is that, you know, the gifts, that, that's great. But I have learned, even if I didn't get the gifts, you know, that, that I have learned to be content. And, um, and so it's something that Paul has, has learned. 
And, and if you look back up in previous verses, again, he, he talks about what to meditate on. Whatsoever things are true and honest and noble and of good report, those are the things that we're to dwell, those things that we're to meditate on, those are things that we should think about. And so um, also, Paul follows that up with prayer. Uh, Philippians uh, chapter 4 and, and, uh, and you know, verses, I believe it's 6, 7, and 8, he, he talks about, uh, prayer and how that leads us to the peace of God that passes all understanding. So you have prayer, and then you have the you know the peace of God that passes all understanding. We trade our anxieties and our worries by prayer with the peace of God that passes all understanding. And then and then Paul says, here's what you think about. Here's what you meditate on: good things, godly things, things that are virtuous, things that are of good report. So that helps us then in context to understand how we're to have contentment. Pray what you think about. You know, not bad things, ungodly things, you know, sinful, evil desires and, and these kind of things, but godliness, things that are of good report. And then we pray, and that leads, leads us to the peace of God. Instead of anxieties and worries, it's the peace of God. And then, little wonder then, after, after talking about prayer and what to think on and what to meditate on, Paul says, I've learned. I've learned how to be content. How? By prayer and by controlling what you think about, by what you meditate on. If I, if, if I think it, then I'm going to probably do it. So this is the battleground right here is our mind. So what do we think about? That's important. Virtuous things, godly things. And if we have anxieties, we don't dwell on those anxieties and those worries. We think about God, and we pray, and we give it to the Lord, and that will lead us to the peace of God that passes all understanding. So, uh, to get contentment in context, we need to pray, and we need to change and control what we think, good godly things, and that's, that's the right perspective. And that's going to lead us, then, to be able to, like the Apostle Paul, say, I've learned. I've learned how to be content in whatsoever state I'm in. So the question now is, what is contentment? What is it? Contentment is, is, is an inner sufficiency that keeps us at peace despite outward circumstances. I got a message on here about the video. Is the video good, Brian? Okay, all right. I just... I, I got the message and I was trying to okay so so we, we still have issues with the I guess the router or, or, or whatever so that's okay so we'll, we'll get that we'll get that hopefully taken care of on Friday um, so um, so anyway uh, um, think about this don't miss this contentment is an inner sufficiency that keeps us at peace inner inner not not material things not even relationships friendships all those things are good but we're talking about an inner sufficiency. Christ is enough. Oh, listen, what am I going to do tomorrow? I don't know what's going to happen and what's going to come our way. But here's what I do know. I got Jesus, and I got him. He's all I need. Really, truly. That's not just preacher talk. That's the truth. You talk with Jesus and rely and trust in Jesus. And, and an inner sufficiency that keeps us at peace despite outward circumstances. In the New Testament, the word contentment has the idea of being self-contained. While in a Philippian jail, here's what Paul said, I have learned whatsoever state that I am, 
arrested. Here I am in this, this jail cell. Not the, it's not the Pickens County Jail Mahal that we got. You know, I'm, we're talking about in a cave, and we're talking about running water and rats probably running everywhere and, and, and all of that. That's, Paul was in prison. Why was he in prison? Not having a pity party, but we know in another passage of Scripture in Philippians, he says, Rejoice. Again, I say rejoice. He's rejoicing in the Lord. And those Philippians blessed his heart because of their faithfulness in his absence and how, they, how he longed to be with them, but he couldn't. He's in prison, and they had sent him aid and help. And so um, as, as he thought about that, you know, he, he says obviously that that's joy. He thanks his God upon every remembrance of them in Philippians chapter 1. But he, but he says, whatever state I'm in. In other words, if I don't have the gifts and I don't have anything, I've got Jesus. And, and so that, that's enough. Jesus is enough. There's people in this world, they're looking for contentment in things of the world. Popularity, material things, money. Again, all these things are not, they're not bad. We need them. They're a blessing from God. But they won't satisfy. But Jesus brings true contentment. And Paul says, I've learned. And, I, and I'm self-contained. That means that I don't have to look at any circumstances to find peace. Don't have to do it. No other circumstances can bring us peace. So, so just think about that. Uh, if y'all want to turn to Philippians, is, is, the, is the door locked? Y'all don't have a key? Oh, I'm, okay, I'm sorry. Well, glad to have y'all tonight. <laughs> um, uh, Philippians chapter 4, uh, verse 11. So if y'all want to turn there, we're talking about contentment tonight. And, and contentment is inner sufficiency. You know, we, we find contentment on the inside, not the outside. You know, so just think with me for a minute. What are some things on the outside? Y'all help me out with this, students. What are some things on the outside that people look to for contentment? Beauty. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they spend hours in front of the mirror, right? And, and they're, they're checking themselves out and making sure everything's right and good and and, 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 and if, it's, if it is, there's contentment, right? But if it isn't, then, then it's not. And, and just because you have that on Monday doesn't mean that you'll have it on Tuesday. See, that's what, that's, that's what happens when we look to the outside for contentment. There's no guarantees. But what about the inside? What, what is it on the inside that gives us contentment? It's Jesus. He is our sufficiency. Inner sufficiency that keeps us at peace no matter what the outward circumstances are. Relationships, boyfriend and girlfriends, you know, you think about if that's what you're looking to for contentment, it's not going to last. But I'm telling you, Jesus will last. So let's, let's focus on Him. Let's look to Him for that, that contentment that the Apostle Paul talks about here. He says, I've learned whatsoever state I am to be content. If, it's, if, the, if the bottom's falling out, you know, if it's raining and uh, if, if nothing's making sense and I'm having a terrible day, nothing's going right, Paul says, I still got Jesus and he's enough. So that's what Paul has, you know, he says, I've learned it. I've, I've learned to have contentment in whatever state I am. If I make 100 or I make a 37 on a test, I, man, I'm content. 
You know, I mean, that's a bad day. That's not what we want, you know. But, but, but the fact is, is that Jesus never changes. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. If my friends, they stab me in the back, you know, and, and, um, and, and they, they, they hurt me, um, Jesus, that doesn't change who Jesus is. He's still the same yesterday, today, and forever. So Paul says, I've, you know, I'm self-contained. Now, I don't have to look at circumstances to find peace. That's a miserable life if you're looking on the outside to find contentment and to find peace. Paul says, I've learned whether I've got friends or whether I don't. You know, whether, whether I'm popular or whether I'm not. You know, whether I'm liked or made fun of. You know, wh whether people are loyal to me or they stab me in the back. My contentment is not in them. It's not on the outside. It's on the inside. Not on material things. Whether I get the right stuff or the latest and greatest stuff. That stuff will wear you out. It doesn't last. But what will give you true contentment is that inner peace of knowing Jesus. And he never changes. And by the way, he's perfect. And, um, and he gives us that. So... Paul says, I'm self-contained. I'm not looking to uh, circumstances for my peace. Think about this. The space shuttle, when, when it goes up. I remember, I remember I was in eighth grade, right over here at um, Liberty Middle School. First year of Liberty Middle School. I was in eighth grade, 1986. Yeah. So, um, so here's, here's, my, here's my story. Um, elementary school was grade one through six in those days. So I, go ahead, students, say you're old. Go ahead. Come on. Good. So, oh, come on, say it like you mean it. <laughs> you can do better than that. What now? That's right. I'm old. Because back in those days, Liberty Elementary was grade 1 through 6. Liberty High School was grade 7 through 12. And, man, I remember, I remember the trail of tears when, uh, when we had to leave as 6th graders to go over and, uh, and go to the auditorium and learn about high school. We heard all the horror stories about how we're going to get thrown in the trash can and all this kind of stuff. And, and, and seventh graders going to the same school as 12th graders, and that was pretty intimidating, you know. And we go into G.P. Grotwell Auditorium over there. That's still there. They just call it the Pickens County Performing Arts Center. And there's Mr. Thorsland up there, <coughs> you know, and he's, uh, he's intimidating himself. And, and so, um, so seventh grade through 12th grade but then my eighth grade year was when they built what we called the new high school which is what is that now over there the middle school yeah it's now the middle school we used to call it we called it the new high school for the longest time but now it's liberty middle school uh, but the first year of liberty middle school when it was built in 1986 was my eighth grade year and so we were the big wheels man uh, eighth grade we were the oldest ones at the school we were the seniors and after being sixth graders, the lowest ones, I mean, it felt pretty good. You know, every Wednesday they'd have a, have a baked potato bar and the eighth graders got to come in first and, and I'd, load that, I'd load that thing up, you know. Um, but there we were over there uh, as, as eighth graders. And, uh, and, and so, you know, then uh, obviously ninth grade, I was in high school, so, so think about this for a minute. I mean, no wonder I'm, I'm the way I am today. Sixth grade elementary school, seventh grade high school, eighth grade middle school, and ninth grade high school. Fortunately, I didn't go back to middle school in 10th grade. <laughs> but, um, but, but, you know, I, I mean, I, th I think about uh, in 1986, and I was right over here at Liberty Middle School, Miss Bridges' class, she taught science, and, and so the, the, the space shuttle went up. Krista McAuliffe was on it, the teacher, and, and, and the 1986, and, and we were watching that, and all of a sudden something happened. 
didn't look right. I thought, well, maybe that's part of it, just, um, you know, how it does, the, the series of things where certain things separate. And, but, it, but then you could tell that it was not good. And, um, and so um, then, it, then it came that it had, um, you know, obviously that it had exploded and all those that were, that were on board that they died. Um, but when they loaded up that space shuttle, they put everything on board that the people were going to need because there was no 7-Eleven in the neighborhood up there. You're up 80 miles, you know, in, in the in the sky and and above the earth, and and so everything they needed, everything was put on board of the space shuttle, and in it's self-contained. So think about that. Everything they needed, self-contained. That's what Paul's saying. I am self-contained in Christ. Everything that I need. As Christians, we have this self-containment. To be clear, it's not. At, at, at all because we, we find what we need in and of ourselves. So don't strut around and say, I've got everything I need. I'm trusting in my personality. I'm trusting in, in, my, in my mind and what I come up with. And every, No, it's not what Paul's talking about. He wasn't trusting in Paul. He is self-contained and has everything he needs, and it's in Christ. He, he, he knows Jesus. And, and so our contentment is found in him. And I just I just want you to see that Paul says he learned this. But what does it mean when he says, I learned it? Does that mean that he always got it right? No, he, he, he learned, and um, there were times maybe when he put too much trust in people, and he got his heart broke, or uh, they lied to him, or, or they didn't treat him right. And he learned from that and said, you know what? This stinks. I, I can't find contentment in that. And, and maybe there was times when he, you know, when he when he fa- tried to find contentment in, um, in in being popular, or or maybe uh, tried to find contentment. You know, he was a tent maker, and, and maybe in a, in a career, tried to find it in that. But he learned it, and what he learned, and now he finds himself in jail, you know, for preaching the gospel. He's in jail, and he says, "I've learned, in whatsoever state I am, to be content." And I pray that in the same way. If you're not focusing on Christ tonight, if you're focused, and it's so easy to do. We can focus. We're so distracted today. Um, if, if our focus is on other things, if our focus is on people, on relationships, if our focus is on a hobby or a sport, if our focus is on a career, if our focus is more on family than it is God. I mean, all of this stuff, it's not wrong to focus on those things, but if that's all we focus on, then we're going to miss it. And, and we, won't, we won't find contentment. But Jesus is where we find true contentment. So here's a, here's a question for you as we close. Have you ever experienced the self-contained contentment that is found in relationship with Jesus? You know what I'm talking about? you ever experienced that? You just know that it's going to be okay. Because remember, prior to this verse, Paul talks about prayer. You know, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication. Let your request be made known unto God. So you're talking to Jesus. You're making your request known to God. So you don't worry. You trade your worries with prayer. You're talking to God. That's going to lead to contentment. How often do we not do that? We get overwhelmed. We worry about stuff, situations, and it's not going our way, or, or we, can't, we can't imagine it you know, being the way that it seems to be going, and our, our imagination goes crazy. Well, what changes that? Prayer. So we pray and we talk to God. And then after prayer, Paul talks about what to think about. Meditate. Think about 
things that are good and virtuous, godly things. Don't dwell on worry. Don't dwell on things of the world and, and, and uh, evil and temptations and, and all this. You know, talk to Jesus. And so when we pray and when we think right, then we're going to experience contentment that's only found in Jesus. How many of y'all have ever regretted praying? Anybody? I haven't. Never. The regret comes when I don't pray. We need to pray. We need to talk to Him. That's going to lead us to know Him more. And as, as we know Him more, it, it's going to give us peace and it's going to give us contempt. But it don't just happen. You have to be intentional. You have to, even when you don't feel like it, you got to pray. Even when you don't feel like it, you need to spend time in the Word. God speaks through His Word. And that's going to give us stability. And that will give us contentment that we won't find in the world. Also, what does it look like to seek contentment in your circumstances instead of in something else that's passing away? Think about it. Seek contentment in your circumstances instead of something else that's passing away. Our focus can be on things that pass away. You know, heaven and earth is going to pass away. Everything in this world, this phone right here, that guitar, um, you, you know, the chandeliers and the keyboard, uh, you go down the halls at, at Liberty High School and all and the trophy cases, those trophies, all the things and the hours and hours that's, that we put into stuff in this world, it's just going to burn up one day. But you know what will last? Your relationship with Jesus. And that's, that's who we need to get to know more. That's who we need to talk to. That's where we get our contempt. So think about it. Here's Paul in prison. He's thrown in prison for doing what's right, for preaching the gospel. They didn't like what he's preaching. They threw him in prison. And he says, I've learned whatsoever state I am to be content. Why? Because he knows Jesus. That's the key. He knew Jesus, and that gave him contentment. And, you know, as you think about, um, you know, as, as Paul was receiving gifts from the believers at the church at Philippi, that blessed him. And it's great, isn't it, to be on the receiving end to get gifts. But what Paul's saying here is, even if I don't have the gifts, I got Jesus. And by the way, nobody can take Jesus away. Because the Bible says if we're truly saved, we're sealed to the day of redemption. That means, that means he's got us and we got him. Ain't nothing the devil or anybody else can do about it. We're his. And when we look to him, we find contentment that we can't find in this world. So, you know, take a walk to prayerfully consider where you find your contentment. Think about it. Is it that notification from that special person? Is that, is that I mean, we understand that. That's fine. Nothing, nothing necessarily wrong with that. But if you live for that more than you hunger for God, you're not going to be content. Because what's going to happen when those notifications stop? You know, when that friend all of a sudden is not, has, has given that attention to somebody else. Jealousy comes in and you deal with all this and it robs you of joy and it sucks the life out of you and it's never worth it. But Jesus will never do that. So take a walk. You know, prayerfully consider where we find contentment. And I pray that we can do business with God and say, Lord, I've looked to so many other things. And we all have. There's not a person in this room that, that, that would probably say that I've gotten it right every time. I'm always on, uh, focusing on Jesus like I should, and I'm, my, He is my contentment. No, we, we, we mess up. But here's a reminder tonight about when we focus on Christ, 
He is our everything, and He satisfies. And no matter what, He gives us contentment. So ask God to lead you to seek contentment in Him alone. Whatever we got to do tonight to make that happen, let's do it. Let's, to ask the Lord to lead us. There, there might be some things we need to get out of our life. There might be some, you know, there might be some things that we need to do less of, and and um, and do more of, of prayer and in the Word and seeking God. But you'll never be sorry when you seek God. Let Him be your contentment. Are there any thoughts or questions? Comments? Maybe you know someone. Maybe it's yourself. Maybe it's you or someone that you know or you plus somebody you know and you're miserable right now because the focus is off. Let's put it on Jesus. Let's look to Jesus. He's the author and finisher of our faith. Heavenly Father, we come before you tonight and we give you praise, Lord, for who you are. God, you're the answer. Knowing you is not good. Knowing you is the best. There's none like you. So help us, Lord, to talk to you more, to walk with you. Help us, Lord, to change our thoughts. Instead of dwelling on things, Lord, that's not good, help us to dwell on things that are godly and virtuous. And, Lord, that happens as we talk to you more and as we walk with you. So whatever tonight, Lord, that we're seeking contentment in, I pray that we'll get it right so that we can say that it's Jesus. My focus is on Jesus. There's none like you, Lord, and we thank you and we praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, let's take a look at our uh, prayer list tonight. Um, there's so much to uh, be praying for. Um, if you'll remember the uh, Billy Joe uh, Gant family, this is Kimbo's uncle, uh, Miss Martha's brother, and I was privileged to be able to go to the, the memorial service today, and it was it was a real joy. It was a real blessing, and a lot of it was a beautiful day. It was a graveside outside, and service, and um, sun was shining. You know. Uh, but uh, it was good to be reminded you know, of, of how humble he was and how he was meek, you know, because of, of his uh, relationship with the Lord. And so it was good to be with them. And also remember Mickey Oliver, the death of her brother. Let's remember them. Uh, remember Mickey as we pray tonight. And then Alan Mathis, this is Sheila Galbraith's brother. Um, he, he also passed away. Let's remember Sheila. Uh, tried to visit with her and uh, left her a voicemail, went by her house. But um, he must be with, with family at another home or something. But, um, but anyway, um, I assured her uh, in the voicemail and, and also the card that I left her that we're praying for her uh, during this time. You know, Sheila lost her sister not too long ago as well. And um, so let's remember these tonight. Um, it's good to see uh, Doug back with us tonight. Doug battled shingles, and I'm glad that he's doing a lot better and glad to have uh, Doug back with us. And, and um uh, also, um, continue to pray for uh, George Jackson, and um, and also is is uh, is Maggie or Gracie here? I, I just I wonder how they're doing. I know they've been battling COVID and everything, and I think Jacob's back at school, as as I understand. But I know Dennis has kind of had some ongoing lingering uh, issues with it. But let's let's remember them, and um, also those that have battled COVID and uh, those that are quarantined. Want to remember them as we pray uh, tonight and. Uh, Good to see Miss Helen here. I'm glad you're glad you're doing better. And and uh, and so, uh, is there any other prayer requests tonight?
All right, so let's remember Mickey Oliver as well, her brother and now her aunt. Let's remember them in prayer tonight. Uh, any others tonight? Any any other prayer requests? Let's remember our shut-in, uh, Sue Bolding. We need to pray for her. Mary Carty, Miss Weasel Carty. Uh, she's always a joy to talk to. And, and Frank Cole as well. I always enjoy. When I call Frank, he says, Dr. Canarney. <laughs> and um, so I enjoy... Let's pray for, for our study. Remember Frank Cole. As I remember, uh, as I mentioned, Sheila Galbraith, continue to pray for her. Jane Pratt, she's in that new facility. And remember Jane and, and Lisa and Kevin and, and the family as they take care of their mom. And and, uh, and then uh, Jesse Smith. And don't see Vicki here tonight, but uh, last few weeks, uh, Vicki has been saying she has good days and bad days. And let's, let's pray for Miss uh, Jesse and uh, Ruth Traber, a sweet lady. Um, Let's remember her as we pray tonight. And then Miss Patsy Morris, while she's at home now, and I know Amy is, is working hard to, to get to make sure caregivers are there for Miss Patsy so she won't fall. And, and I just continue to pray for her and uh, pray that she's doing much better. And then Joe Hunter over at uh, Dominion, Patrick Square, and EJ and Molly Washington at Easley Place. And then Jean Watson. I understand Jean is, is doing much better, and I hope to go see her tomorrow. They are allowing visitors, though. Well, that's good news. But continue to remember Miss Dean Watson. We've got the uh, Annie Armstrong uh, Easter offering coming up for North American missions and uh, the North American missions and the international missions, the Lottie Moon Christmas offering. Those were things that, that Jean hurt. She loved, she loved missions. And I'm always, when I think of Jean Watson, I think of missions. I think of Lottie Moon and a Corey Ten Boom. I think of those, of those missionaries. And, and uh, let's remember Jean as we pray tonight to uh, any others tonight yes oh y'all are fine glad, nice surprise Of all the mission trip or mission weeks that we've had and visited nursing home, one of the things I've, I've always heard you say, Jennifer, is is when you get to that age that you would love to live somewhere like that because you get to meet people and residents and there's always activities and there's always you know things. So I pray that God will give uh, Kathy that same perspective, and uh, we certainly will be praying uh, for y'all. And I know it's a it's a very busy you know time, and and um, you know and that's what I tell the youth. I mean. Uh, you know, this is temporary. You know, what they're enduring right now is not its not going to be like this, Lord willing, next week, you know. Uh, but it worked out, you know, so that y'all could be here tonight to hear about contempt. And 
and I appreciate you know love you and Jennifer so much and all the time that y'all uh, put in to our students and and of course you know tonight uh, your focus your honor and your father and your mother and that's that's what you need to be doing right now and uh, so I know that we that we understand that but here's a first normally when I get up to preach on Sunday night they hit they, they hit the road and go across the street and so tonight while I was preaching they came back so <laughs> but uh, but we we love y'all uh, every every one of you uh, students and uh, praise team was a joy a blessing to my heart to hear y'all practice tonight and and it's good to see all of y'all here and appreciate y'all y'all coming down and, um, and and just how it worked out you know but I pray that um, that, that you've been blessed uh, you know for being here tonight but remember Bob and, and Kathy um, also as we pray uh, they're they're listed in our prayer list and uh, any others tonight how's Todd doing Jennifer For, for Todd tonight as well. Okay, hip replacement. That's uh, Katrina McCarty. That's your, did you say your aunt? Cousin. That's Elaine's first cousin. We have a hip replace did you say March 1st good I'm, I thought when I'm 0 for 1 I hope I get hope we get this right uh, it replaced on March 1st we pray for Katrina McCarty we'll add her to our prayer list tonight and uh, also Pam Evans been struggling with her back and it's just kind of I think it's slowly getting better but let's remember Pam and and then of course we've got uh, baby dedication on Sunday morning and We'll have little crew nations in here, and then Renly Joy, um, excited about that. Uh, baby dedication Sunday. Um, also, uh, Zach and Madison Evett, uh, Zach is Pam's son. Uh, Zach and Mad Madison are expecting twins. And so we you know, pray for Madison uh, through this process. And uh, I know that they've even you know, passed COVID around in their home. So hopefully they've already put it behind them and they won't have to deal with it you know, through this pregnancy. But but it's exciting. You think about, you know, the gift of life and that we celebrate uh, this coming Sunday. Um, we'll have uh, baby dedication. And then Sunday night is our super chili cook-off. And we'll meet here in the sanctuary at 5. We'll have some singing and praise and, uh, and, and a devotional time. And, and then uh, probably about 30, 45 minutes or so. And then we'll head downstairs to the uh, fellowship hall for our chili cook-off. And right now we've got six pots of chili. People have signed up. Hopefully we'll have a few more. I'd love to have about eight or nine, but um, uh, but we'll have uh, each pot. We'll have a number, and you'll just go through and, and taste it out and test it out, and you'll be able to vote for the one, whichever one is your favorite. And then we'll have uh, gift certificates for the top finishers, and it's just going to be a great time of fellowship. Um, this time of year, um, it's, it's, it's going to be great to, to meet together and enjoy some chili and, and uh, just, uh, just have a good time of church-wide fellowship so bring a friend and, um, and it'll be a great night so just want to remind you about that um, and we'll be looking uh, in the Old Testament where uh, where, where Hannah dedicated Samuel and, um, 
there was be a special day praying for a wonderful day this coming uh, this coming Sunday so any other prayer requests or updates or yeah Laura Laura Moore um, Valerie's sister um, there's a there's a growth and uh, it's about an inch and a half and so it's affecting her her vision but she's got an appointment and we pray that everything's benign you know um, there'll be no surprises when they go in they'll be able to get everything and that, it, that her vision will be restored and, and everything so appreciate you reminding me reminding us about that Laura's sister uh, Laura Moore uh, so uh, she, she sent a, uh, a video chat uh, to the family and said I'm, I'm so thankful to have y'all to go through this with it. and that's the way it is you know your family always there I remember um, George Beelan there's a video of, of George Beelan at his memorial service and, and uh, they just happened to record him talking about how you know family you know we're, we're, we're just always there for each other that's what we do now, I'm never, never forget that that's what we do that's what family does but you know that's what church family ought to do as well the support and encouragement and love and and, um, and that's what it's all about. So, uh, but, but please remember Laura Moore if you'll add her uh, to the to the prayer list. Mom's doing better. Mom's kind of staying in. Uh, but just thank you for your prayers for mom and dad's. Dad's been doing good. He's been able to get out. So, uh, so let's uh, let's remember all these. Then more importantly, let's pray for those that don't know the Lord. I'm sure with all of us here tonight, there are those that we know. You know, based on. You know the, the life that they live that they probably don't know the Lord and we ought to be burdened about them and um, let's lift them up to the Lord let's think about them maybe right now God has laid someone on your heart that needs Jesus this contentment that we can find in Jesus that Christians have uh, not not in the outside but on the inside we we know Jesus and he gives us contentment and satisfaction there's people out in the world that are trying to find that but they're trying to find it in so many things that and, and it's empty they, they they'll never find it alcohol and drugs and relationships and material things and money and popularity and all this stuff they'll never find it but if they'll ever come to Christ they will and we know him and as God has laid someone on our hearts let's pray for those that that don't know the Lord lift them up tonight as well uh, any others all right well thank y'all for being here tonight and um, and uh, we want to go to the Lord in prayer and pray for those on our prayer list and then pray for this coming Sunday as well. And don't normally have Stoney in prayer meeting. So Stoney, I'm going to ask if you would, if you would lead us in prayer tonight. Let's join our hearts together.
Amen. And I just want to, you know, tell our students I'm excited about Infuge at Mobile, Alabama. They've got some really good mission sites. The Boys and Girls Home of the South is one, and and uh, we we had a great time there. And and there's some great uh, Bible backyard Bible clubs and apartments, and um, and then of course, um, you know, thrift stores and and nursing homes and, uh, and then construction yard work that kind of stuff. But uh, but I've I've been there twice and. So if you, ain't, if you hadn't signed up, go ahead and go ahead and plan on going. I, you don't have to pray about it and say, Lord, if it's your will, I'll tell you it's his will. And it's, it's a powerful week. And so I just encourage you to, uh, to go. I remember um, at the Boys and Girls Home of the South down there, uh, there was a guy that's a former Mississippi State uh, football player who leads down there. I hope he's still there. I'd love to see him again. Um, but he holds the receiving uh, record at Mississippi State. And so those uh, in that, it's a, a low-income area. Matter of fact, where that facility is, it's in the projects, and you drive in, and you think it's condemned, you know, boarded-up windows, but those people live there. Uh, but those kids come in there, they flock in there, and, and he uh, he makes them walk the chalk line, you know. He's real, but that's what they need. You know, he gives them that discipline that they, that they need, and they love him, and he loves them. Uh, but that particular week, he was getting a group together to play youth baseball, and um, every one of them is fast as lightning. And he said, man, he said, we just going to bunt. That's what we're going to do. He, he said, I want your guys. And you ever play baseball? And we had some guys that played baseball. He said, let's teach our guys how to bunt. And that's what, that was the game plan. They'd square around and bunt and then take off. And we'd show them how to, you know, how, how, to, how to not drop the barrel of the, you know, the bat, but to be parallel with the ground. And, and, uh, and those guys, I, I don't know how they did, but maybe I can have that conversation with them when we get down there. But some great work down there, and it's a great, it's going to be a powerful week. So. Um, I do want to share that with you about Infuge. Hope y'all will, will uh, be a part of that. It'll be great. But um, thank you for being here tonight. Hope you have a wonderful rest of the week. And um, get that chili recipe. And it's going to be a great fellowship on, on Sunday and baby dedication as well. God bless.